So how was um how was MGA? What uh what was your impressions? Was it your first time? It was my first time, yeah. Um at MGA and in just beauty pageants in general. It was good. How did you find it? Yeah, this uh, was it nerve wracking or were we nervous? Was, yeah, definitely at the time, but it was very fun. Yeah. Um yeah. going to this sort of thing. Yeah, did you you met um yeah, Nikki and uh Jacqueline and obviously you had Andrea there, which is a garden you built. Andrea as well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Met all the all the ladies that got through to the final round, so Yeah. And they were all different characters there, definitely. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it it was really fun. It was good. Also saw Hong there too, yeah. He was uh, was he a judge, I think? Um, I'm not too sure if he was. I unless I missed it, I don't know if um we were told who if Hung was judging or not, but he was he was there um, in all of the events that we were getting judged on. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Let's talk modeling approach. Um, could, could you explain your process for you preparing uh, for a photo shoot or a runway show? Um, how do you get it uh, get into the right mindset? So I get into the right mindset through two different ways, um, and they both work together in a sense um one of them is basically how you would approach any other job um like what are you bringing to the table what is the shoot about and how you sort of like if it's if the shoot is going for a more cutesy approach let's say you'd have to um i tend to just you know get into the zone get into the mindset of oh okay the general theme of the shoot would be regarding this sort of style and then, obviously, I wouldn't be doing sexy faces in <laughs> in a shoot that requires something a little bit more cutesy or innocent looking. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, definitely. Yep. The second way that I like to prepare for a shoot would, would be to go on a run in the morning. I find that it helps with um, getting unnecessary thoughts out of my head and just focusing mm. on the shoot itself. Yep. You know, I heard good things about starting your day with a walk or a run, yeah. Yeah. Or your just, mind. Definitely. Or even just stretching. Okay. Like if I don't have time to go for a run, stretching itself is really good. Okay. I think it gets, um, it's good to get the body moving early in the morning, I think. Let's talk uh, beauty and fashion tips. Um, what, what are some beauty and skincare routines you follow to maintain your look and, uh, yeah, skin health in the competitive world of modeling? Yep. So for myself, I have a bit on the sensitive side um, when it comes to skin. So I tend to go with as gentle as possible when it comes to products. And I find that um, it results don't show as quickly, but I find that with using products on your face, especially usually going for a more gentle approach is better for the long term so that it doesn't shock your skin. Um, and eating well, staying hydrated, and exercising is definitely, um, definitely up there. I I got addicted actually to raspberry licorice twists earlier this year because yeah, I, I had it for, had it for the first time, and I there was a night that I just ate a whole bag of it, and uh, yeah, so it was a good time to find my new favorite treat, but a bad time to find out that um that much sugar made me break out a couple of days after. So yeah. Learned my lesson with that one. What sort of uh, skincare sort of products uh, or brands do you kind of promote or uh, do you use yourself? 
So I use Cetaphil and The Ordinary um, myself. They have a lot of the basics when it comes to skincare. Um, I My holy grail, I guess, is that avoid fragrances in skincare because that's just an extra ingredient that you don't need to be putting on your face. Um, but yeah, Cetaphil and The Ordinary is the two, my two main go-tos when it comes to skincare brands. Mm, sure. And uh, do you have any insider tips of all uh, nailing that confident and striking pose in front of the camera or on a runway? Just being relaxed. Sure. I think um, you can definitely feel when you're tense. You're tense in the shoulders or you're tense in the lower back. And that can really affect how a pose would look after the picture's been taken. So definitely just even inhaling, exhaling, a big deep breath to really just relax the whole body usually goes a long way. Hmm. And um, you talked about before, like, you know, at the start to match kind of um, your character or your um, to whatever the shoot's like. Um, yeah. Could you talk a bit more about like how you adapt your style and fashion choices to match the themes required uh, for different projects you're involved in? I'm not sure if actually from that question it's like, if you pick out sort of the things to wear or how to pose or whatnot, or do you kind of follow direction from someone? I don't know it, how that sort of goes down. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends on the job itself. So some projects, they have a specific look that they're looking for, and they might have um, the wardrobe specialists and um, makeup artists for the, for the project. But sometimes... Yes, the model has to provide the wardrobe and the makeup. And in that regard, I guess, being aware of what um, fashion trends are and have been like in the past is very helpful because there's definitely different characteristics depending on the theme that the project is requiring. And mm. yeah, a lot of um, fashion clothing and makeup definitely has their own characteristics that match. Let's talk like a little bit more about personal journey. What inspired you to um, pursue a career in modeling and what were the initial challenges you faced uh, getting into the industry? Yeah, um, so I didn't start modeling until actually I think it's exactly a year ago now. Um, I think I started in October, November. It wasn't it was something that I guess dream I dreamed of doing as a as a child, but put on the back burner of things as I grew up and found out um should be focusing on something uh a little bit more secure in the long term. Um but I last year I I guess I went through a um a big life event that ended up with me just going throwing my hands up in the air and going, hey, I want to try more creative pursuits before I um, get settled down into anything too permanent. And so, yeah, I changed into modeling. And um, I found that the biggest struggle is just starting, just taking that first step towards that direction. Um, although the modeling industry isn't as big in Brisbane, as it is compared to, let's say, Sydney or Melbourne, there's still definitely jobs out there. 
and you definitely have to um, just look everywhere. And I guess one of the ongoing challenges from that is that you have to expect that you, there won't be jumps sometimes. <laughs> you might have to move down to Melbourne sometime. <laughs> the fashion capital, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> If it's written in the stars, I will. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and um, can you describe a standout moment uh, from your modeling journey uh, where you felt a strong sense of achievement or yeah, breakthrough? Yeah, I think that moment would be going to MGA earlier this year. Um, beauty pageants definitely wasn't something I would have thought of a year before, much less um, modeling, but reaching out to that point, considering where I had started just around nine months prior, um, it felt really good, you know, just being able to do that and just, I guess, proving to myself that I had the confidence mm. within myself to begin with. Yep. It was very empowering. Mm, awesome. And uh, let's talk, um, like, what's your advice on, you know, from your um, experience, I mean, balancing work and personal life, um, can, can be demanding. Can you, um, or how do you manage your schedule and, yeah, maintain your well-being amongst, uh, your career at the moment? Um, calendar scheduling is definitely something that has saved me quite a bit. I, um, I'm actually disappointed in myself because I, I thought I'd put our, um, meeting into my calendar today. But it was a good thing I checked it because um, it wasn't on there. But I thought, I swear, there's something that's supposed to be on today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So I, <laughs> I, I was rushing from the from, from like seven twenty because I was like, oh god, I have to get to this Zoom meeting in ten minutes. So I'm glad I had I hadn't planned anything. Um, but yes, calendar schedules definitely was my savior throughout this um, whole time, and it still continues to be. My savior. Um, I think if you spend less time trying to remember things yourselves, you can allocate that for other things. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, because then otherwise you're just you're being taken away by um, everyone else's schedule. Because uh, you know, tracking your own, yeah, you know, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happens to me. It happens to me too. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to adulting, right? It's a uh, yeah unique one for the show. Um, I didn't send uh, this question out to you, but I might have heard some heard the question on other episodes. Um, wh when you pass on, what would you like to have been known for? I think when I pass on, I'd like to have been known for just my journey, my journey in life. And I guess that sounds pretty broad, but I think if um, if someone remembers me, I'd like them to remember all of me. <laughs> <laughs>